You're Mingling with the Mimosa Mamas, a podcast that inspires and empowers women to live authentic always. Now here's your host, Erin and Erica. Welcome back. So today we have a very, very special guest, author and mother, Katherine Jenkins, who is the creator of The Inclusion Project and who wrote The Inclusion Alphabet, which is actually the ABCs of including of, of inclusion for everyone. And this is actually a picture book, so we can use it with all ages. So we are just absolutely thrilled to have her with us. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Erica. Um, so, Catherine, I, um, like I just shared with you a little while ago, this is near and dear to my heart because I have an 11-year-old who's on the autism spectrum, and he just got diagnosed last year in the summer. Um, I would love to have you share with us your story and what led you to write a book about inclusion. Completely, yes. No, so I have a nine-year-old with autism, and he is a lot of my why for how this all began and why this started. Um, He was diagnosed at two years old, and, you know, he had no speech. He had a lot of head banging, a lot of organizing behaviors. He was really obsessed with numbers and started realizing, like, he loved to organize toys in sets of 10, and he was running back and forth 10 times, and so he had a lot of patterns in his mind, and he still does. Um, he also had really, really terrible meltdowns, and it was so hard being, just realizing as, you know, he's melting down in the middle of the grocery store and everyone's staring, you know, that our journey was going to be different. And as kind of, especially as he got into school and got a little bit older, I started realizing the need for inclusion. And it wasn't just about autism. It was about everyone. We all have things that we're struggling with, that where we felt alone or just need a little bit more support. And I just felt like people were not talking enough about it as a whole. We were talking about kindness or we were talking about, you know, don't bully. But we weren't really explaining what that was exactly and what that can look like. And we also weren't really talking about how to be a friend to someone who is different because we don't need to be the same. So that's kind of my beginning story of how I started Inclusion Project. And then from there, yeah, I wrote my book, Inclusion Alphabet. Awesome, Catherine. That's incredible. I'm so glad that you're able to um, provide something that's so needed um, in today's society. You know, I think everyone's been touched by bullying or some sort of, you know, exclusion. Um, And something like this can just bring us all together. So can you kind of go into um, what the book specifies, like as far as um, chapter, you know, uh, some of the, like summarize some of the chapters as far as like exactly what you tackle. I'm just curious of uh, if it's, yeah. um, you know, like the, the different types of, um, of issues that we all face. So I'm so, I'm so um, curious about how the book is laid out. And you said it's a picture book, which is fantastic. It is, yeah. So it's a picture book. It's not in chapters because it's actually just, it is a short picture book. You can finish it in a matter of minutes, but it is, um, it goes through a storyline about a boy who feels different, um, about a girl who is kind of struggling to also be a friend, and then there's a man who meets a stranger that changes his life. And so it goes through that storyline, but as well on each page, you've got 26 letters of the alphabet, and so each page has a word that goes along with inclusion. So, for example, A is for acceptance, 
and we've got B is for bravery, and you've got E is for empathy, and F is for forgiveness. And so it goes through and kind of talks about a lot of the fundamental words we need to be talking to our kids about when it comes to inclusion. Or a lot of times I go into schools, and those are the words I talk to classrooms about, you know. And so um, it just kind of goes through um, which words we maybe need to be addressing a little bit more. And then in the back, there is an inclusion dictionary that kind of defines some of these words and so that you can kind of read that and know where to start with your kids or your students to begin discussing that word because I didn't really water anything down. You know, I try to offer a lot of simplified strategies for inclusion, but I don't believe that we should water down anything. I think kids understand way more than we think they do. And um, they really just need to be, it just needs to be explained to them. You know, they're hearing a lot of big words and we're really not discussing what those mean. So that's what the book is. I'm sorry. I absolutely agree with you because as I was sharing with you, my son who's in the fifth grade, this has been a challenge for him. And um, just him making friends, I can't stress enough um, to spread the word out there for parents to, I get so choked up, I get so emotional. I, I wanna apologize because um, no. this, is, um, this is a touchy subject. So, um, and, it, and it hurts as a mother to watch your child come home every day and cry to you and tell you that they're not making friends or no one wants to sit with them or so-and-so told them they're weird. So I I kind of want to ask of you to maybe um, share with other parents who don't understand how the importance of, of letting their children know that kids are different because it starts from the home. If we educate our, our children at home that you know, God made everyone different, you know, um, I think that's where it starts. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your thoughts on that. Oh, completely. And please don't apologize for being emotional because I'm emotional all the time about this. It is such a difficult thing and it can be extremely heartbreaking. My son was in um, public school in a mainstream classroom for two years. That would have been first and second grade. And then this year we moved him to a charter school that works a little bit more on autism. And so he's with a lot of other kids with autism um, for his third grade year. But during his second grade year, we had a lot of situations where I wouldn't say they were full on bullying, but where kids just excluded him because they didn't know how to be his friend. And that was such a journey to me on how to educate. How do we deal with this? How can we let people know that it is okay to be his friend, even if he's pacing back and forth, and that he also wants to be a friend and wants to have a friend? Because I think we also look at sometimes kids that are different and think, well, they like to be like that. They want to be alone. They don't need you know, anything more than what they have. And that's not true. A lot of kids on the spectrum really want friendship. They just don't know how to initiate them or they just do it differently. And so I've been talking to a lot of groups and parents and even and kids as well on just how you can be a friend if someone's different. One of the biggest things is I'll kind of point out that even though my son might pace back and forth, he might lay on the ground when he gets upset or throw something, the truth is that he also really likes Minecraft. He likes 
things that you like, too. He likes Legos. He likes running. And sometimes finding that similarity isn't easy, but it is always possible, and it's always there. And I'm like, you can focus on that similarity. You can sit by them and listen to them for a few minutes and then understand that maybe they'll be more flexible later to do what you want to do and those kinds of... So we have those conversations constantly because it is not always easy to be someone's friend that is different, but it is completely worthwhile. Like, you gain yes. something from it, too. It's not just about that child. So, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. And yeah, I, I just, I, I again, I, I just have so many questions for you. Um, another big one is, um, what can family and friends do to support, you know, their loved one with having a child? I with autism? Yeah, it's a great question. I think care, you know, we're often caregivers sometimes when we're in this world. We just feel like, I don't know who I can leave my son with. I don't know if I can send him to a play date or a birthday party because I'm really nervous about if he'll be able to do everything well or if this will end in him having it or if he'll just be left out the entire time. And, um, so I've, I've had this question from a lot of parents say, how do I include your son or how do I include someone that's different or what do I tell my child? And often, you know, I kind of say it's going to maybe look different, but by including them, you are giving your child the greatest gift of being able to know how to handle this as he gets older and is in a, you know, a work situation or be able to become friends with so many different people. What a blessing that is. And so even though it maybe takes a little bit extra effort to be able to schedule a play date with someone that struggles with different things, it is completely worth it. And it's worth your time kind of asking the parent how you can accommodate them. That's wonderful. I think that's really, really helpful um, for parents to know because I think it's just a more of a lack of education, just not knowing, you know, what to do and to feel just feeling like, you're lost in that, you know, you want to, I know as a parent, you know, I want my children to reach out to, to all, to all kids, you know, all kids of all different everything. And I um, feel like sometimes I'm at a loss of how to kind of tell them to do that. Or they're maybe, you know, intimidated or they're, they just, they're not, um, they just are, are unaware, you know, of how to do that. So I think that's really helpful to kind of um, give them those tools and, and start early. And like Erica said, you know, it's okay to be friends with someone who's different and to actually welcome that into their lives. Cause it, yeah. it's more enriching that way. And, and, um, you know, that's what Jesus did. I mean, that's kind of what, how I think it is, right. I mean, that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus accepted everyone. And so we kind of, um, put that in there and that, that opens eyes, you know, opens, right. opens their eyes. Yeah, to, he did. Um, he, and, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 100%. I mean, I think there's a lot of well-intentioned people in the world. I mean, that's been my experience is that most people want to help. They just don't know where to start or they're scared, mm -hmm. afraid of what to say or where to begin. And so I think just starting having these conversations is a really good beginning. Um, and then beyond that, just being willing to, yeah, to look at things a little differently and be okay with that. Um, and I think a lot of kids are very accepting of it once they understand more. But at the beginning, they just, they don't. They're confused and they've never been talked about it, you know, have never had yeah. that conversation. So, Yeah, it's the fear of not knowing, you know, um, what to do or, or how to just react or, or um, interact in that situation. I have a question. How is your husband... Um, with all of this, I know spouses of autis autistic um, parents are, you know, 
parents of autistic children, sorry, um, often have issues kind of, you know, being on the same page with things. And sorry, I'm not making a lot of sense right now. I get to. I understand what you're saying completely. I'm... uh, he is really supportive and really, he's far more patient than I am, which is a wonderful thing to have. But I will say that it still is hard. You're right. It puts an extra stress on our marriage and that we don't feel like we can go on vacation together or go out very often because I get really nervous about who to leave Logan with. And what if it's that time that he's going to have a meltdown and then I'm going to get a call. I can't like hire a 15 year old babysitter because I feel like she won't get it, you know, and so yeah, we that is a stressor. Yeah, you're right, because a, a lot hard. of my friends are hiring, you know, high school students yes. as babysitters, and I'm thinking, me. gosh, I wish I could do that, so I'm glad you I know, you that. feel, yeah, it is, you just, I can't do that, and it feels hard to me. Sometimes I'm a little bit jealous, I'll admit, that I look at other families and think, oh, that would be nice if I could just do that, but but I can't, and so we, my husband and I have to be pretty creative on how we're still able to spend time together. We have to be very on the same page. We're constantly having to talk and kind of keep working on that open communication because it's just everything's always changing on us, too, with therapy and with time and just managing all those same things that every family has to deal with, but it does feel like there's just some extra stressors with having a child that has special needs. I'm so glad Aaron brought this up because I would love to get some advice from you and and for you to give it to our listeners is what's the best way, um, you know, to communicate with your spouse because it's challenging, you know, when you're, you're, I only, I only have one, one, one son, one child. So I can't imagine what you and your husband go through because you guys have three boys, correct? We do, we do, yeah, and it is, it's a lot. It's funny that I'm getting this question, because I don't know that I would be the best communicator with my husband all the time, but we we still have those moments where I think, oh my gosh, I can't get anything out of you, I'm not getting, you know, what I need, and, and I'm sure he's not as well, you know, back, and so we have those miscommunications all the time. I will say that... Um, Being a listener, a better listener than a talker, is something that I have to work on with everybody, but especially my husband. I have to be willing to let to listen and not just yell at him constantly or, you know, nag at everything. And so when we're having those moments where I'm just like, I don't know how to get through to you, I don't know where we're where we're at, I just feel like you're not getting things. Um I try to take a little bit of a break, and then I do try to listen a little bit more. I remind myself of that often because I'm just not always the best listener. I like to tell what needs to happen instead of hear um, a little bit more, and so that's probably the main thing. But I also think it's really important to take that time for you guys and um, sleep. Like it's My son really struggles with sleep, and so making sure that my kids get to bed, like we have a very strict sleep routine with my kids because I need them to go to bed so that I can have that moment with my husband for an hour, you know, a day, which is all we get. And when we don't get that, I notice that it really affects our ability to keep going and to roll with the punches that happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i glad you're sharing this with me and with all of us, actually, because I, I, I'm sound a little bit like you as well. I, I turn into the nagging wife and the, and I'm constantly yelling all the time. I think just because I'm trying to find a balance, I'm a stay at home mom and I'm trying to find the balance and, 
and my husband's in law enforcement and so he's hardly ever oh, wow. home and it 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 really brings a lot of fear in me because obviously I'm so in love with my husband and I know the divorce we both know we talk about it all the time the divorce rate is so high with having a child yeah. um, with a disability so um, I'm so glad you're sharing this with me because it's really registering to take the time for me to listen, listen to him. I have to do that. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know if you're familiar with law enforcement uh, families, but um, a lot of them tend to shut down and they hide their emotions. Yeah. So I feel like we're balancing, or I should say, I'm balancing a lot right now because, you know, I have my husband who has a high intense job and then I have a child who is high intense as well and has his meltdowns and and um so um oh completely yeah no that's got to be extremely difficult especially with the time my husband luckily does have a very consistent job hours like he's home after you know at five or six at night every night and so we do have some consistency there. I will say I also do schedule things constantly with him. Like we'll actually put into our phone movie tonight or oh we need God. to sit down tonight. And we just really try to schedule it in when we can because we know if we don't schedule our time in, it just is so easy to not happen I and to just that. avoid or to do other things. So, and Catherine, uh, how old are your other two sons? I don't know if we um, if we asked you that. Yeah, no. So Logan is nine, and he's my son with autism. And then I have a seven-year-old, and I have a three-year-old, and they're all boys, and they're all wild and crazy. Oh my um, God. But yeah, are you? Oh <laughs> yes, we just I'm running around all day long, but I do I love them, and they're a good. Um, they're really sweet with Logan. That's one of I think uh, it's hard having siblings yes um in some ways because making sure they get the time that they need and making sure that that relationship is balanced um is difficult but I also think their relationship is kind of magical I think my mm -hmm. two kids are very inclusive because they've seen Logan and they know how to deal with it and they've been around it enough and mm -hmm. I mean they're still boys and they still fight but they actually do get along pretty well considering what we deal with day to day so that's awesome because yeah. there's a lot of parents out there who have children with special needs and have other children as well. You got to mm -hmm. find a balance. You got to yeah. have that. You want to have that also that one-on-one -on -one relationship with your other children as well because I do my um my sister also has twin boys who are got diagnosed with autism and um she has another son. She has three boys as well. And um, I see the, the main focus is always on the twins and the other one, yeah. I don't want to say gets left out, but he's starting, you can see he's starting to get a bit jealous mm. and upset in some ways, I guess you can say. Yeah. So um, how did, how did you create so the, the relationship? Not, well, I think it comes from the parents as well. How did you create that um that the um, bond the bond with for your sons to understand like yes logan yeah. has special needs but you're special just as well as he is so yeah completely and it is it is always a balancing game because especially as they've gotten older i feel like 
it's changed a little bit in how I have to handle things and how I can still create a tight bond with all of them. I think that with my seven-year-old especially, you know, they're only two years apart, Logan and Cruz is my seven-year-old, and he um, is such a sweet, easygoing boy, which is really nice because he balances out my others pretty well, but he also, though, really, really needs that one-on-one attention. And so I focused with him. He loves coloring and he loves art. And so I bought two special coloring books that are just Cruz and mine. And we Aww. color there when Logan's doing something else. And that's my me time because I don't often have a lot of time to go and take him somewhere all the time. But yeah. I feel like at least once or twice a week, I need to be sitting down with him and doing color time, and then I just can listen to his day and hear how things are going, and it's usually when Jared, my husband, is home so that he can handle the other two, and so this can be mom and crew's time, because, and I and I do that with Everett, too, my youngest, two is three, but I'm home with him in the day, and so that works out okay. The biggest thing is my seven-year-old making sure he gets that time, and he is, like, getting into friends now. He loves you know, his friends and he wants to be playing and I um, see him kind of falling away a little bit and as a mom it's kind of like killing me. I'm just like, no, 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 still like your mom. Please like your mom, you know? And so I fight that a little bit. But um, so as far as keeping a relationship with him, that's how I work on that. And then with Logan and making sure that they're still close and that they still have that bond all the time, we focus a lot on family time. And so We'll try to go around the table at dinner and just say, okay, we're going to just say one thing about Logan today that we like. And so everybody has to do it. Or we're going to say one thing that we did today at recess. And I have to be pretty specific in what I want said because Logan has a really hard time expressing himself. So I have to be like, what you did, what you ate today at lunch. You know, I have to be very specific so he can can handle that. Um, but it's been a really great thing and for us to all be aware of each other. Um, again, I think it really is scheduling in that family time, scheduling yeah. in that, you know, time, that relationship. Um, and sometimes it's still not, it's still not perfect. I know there's a lot of also support groups for siblings, um, and locally there should be some in your area for siblings if they're struggling that they can go to and be a part of because they're not alone. It is a hard thing balancing that. Okay. Oh, I love that because um, that is important for families to have resources and especially locally. Uh, Do you know of any um, specific names of companies that do this or organizations that do this? You know, I know that there's a Camp Costopolis that does in our, in my area, and I live in Utah, so not so close, but um, <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of others. There's a lot of sibling camps as well. I um, see them all the time being posted on, you know, autism forums or, or different groups, and so I know they exist. I hope that there's one in everyone's area, and if there isn't, there should be. Absolutely. We're going to have to link those to our listeners. We can do some research on that and make sure to link that. Yeah, definitely. Having those resources is so key. I just want to say that you're just such a beautiful example of how to, um, you know, do this whole thing in in the home. Yeah, Yeah, navigate this, uh, you know, autism in general and, and inclusion in the home. Um, I want to touch on the fact that you have two, two and uh, a second and a third book coming out. Um, if you want to just touch a little bit on that as well, um, because 
you mentioned coloring, and I think that you said the second book is um, work worksheets, workbooks. Uh, anyway, you can you can tell yeah. the listeners more about that, please. Totally awesome. So, um, yeah, the the book that will hopefully be coming out in the fall is Inclusion Project Workbook, and it's just going to be a follow up from Inclusion Alphabet and offering worksheets and activities that kids can do either at home or in the classroom to just continue those conversations on words like empathy and forgiveness and, you know, cooperation and acceptance and all of that. And so a lot of really great um, worksheets that I'm hoping we'll get all put together and be ready soon. Um, Mm -hmm. We talk a lot in that book as well about emotions because I think emotions really is a huge topic right now and being able to understand them and know what to do with them. And then um, the second or the third book, I guess, would be Inclusion Home, and it's how I've created an inclusive home. Sorry, I can say that word. Um, In my, I say it enough, I should know it. Anyway, in my home, and um, just kind of my journey in being a mom and being able to create my own identity, I think, because it feels like it kind of gets lost in motherhood at some point, where I just am like, I've lost myself. I don't know who I am anymore, and especially as a mom, of a child with autism, I just feel like I have had to study my son so much that I have lost who I am. And so it's really a journey about how to get that back and balance that all together. So, wow, and I should say I'm not perfect. I know you're complimenting me and you're so wonderful. I, <laughs> I make mistakes too all the time. So I don't want to make it sound like I've got it all figured out, but I do um, strive for it every day. It's something that's on my mind. And I believe that the trying is enough. So when I make a mistake, I can just try again tomorrow because that's just the best I can do. Well, and you're human, you know, and we need to give uh, ourselves grace. I completely Daily. am, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Daily, sometimes hourly, uh, right? Am I right? Um, <laughs> yes, completely. Yes, and uh, gosh, I'm so excited to... to um, get a hold of these get books. Get all of these books. In fact, yes. we want to let our listeners oh, thank know you. how to do that. How, what is the easiest way to get a hold of your books? So Inclusion Alphabet is on Amazon, so that's going to be your easiest way to just go purchase it online, and it has prime shipping, free prime shipping, so yeah, you can just go purchase it there. If you're looking to purchase multiple copies, over 10, um, I do offer bulk discounts that you can purchase through me as well, Um, and then that's great for schools as well, so that they can get that discount. You know, Erin and I want to be your biggest cheerleader Tell our listeners, I want to shout it at the rooftops because I read this on your website, how important it is for you to get these books books out to all the schools, um, therapy, therapy, um, therapists, therapist offices, um, just um, anyone who deals anyone, with teachers. You know. I mean, children who are feeling yeah. excluded and parents. So, obviously. yeah, that's. Parents, everyone, um, we want it with everyone, but yes, my big goal is to get it into schools and into libraries, and I just feel like that is the, where the conversation can start. Teachers really need resources to be able to discuss these topics with their kids. We're seeing so many issues of bullying and of just emotional regulation struggles and just understanding people who are different or being able to celebrate those differences. And teachers are already, they have so much on their plate. I mean, they have a ton that they're having to teach and be able to prepare for. And so being able to just have access to that book that they can pull out and be able 
to discuss one page at a time and just start having those conversations, I think will really make a big difference in our, you know, across our country, really. I mean, I'm really hoping to be able to get as many schools as possible. And that's why, especially when you do the bulk discounts, um, I don't make a ton of money per book when you do it that way, but I want them in schools so bad that that's, that's the goal there is I just really want to be able to see that education happening. That is wonderful, Catherine. I'm going to submit your story to Good Morning America because I feel like you are just so, yes, making a difference, especially for us parents. And and like you just expressed with teachers having that tool because a lot of them are not being trained or taught. Just equipped to deal with. Equipped to deal with children who are on the spectrum. So I promise you today, Erin and I are going to be your biggest cheerleaders. We're going to promote the heck out of your book. (laughs) (laughs) We will make sure to, well, our listeners are listening. So never mind, listeners out there, please, moms, if you're, even if you don't have children with a disability, please, please go to Amazon and buy Inclusion Alphabet. Buy one for yourself. And when you're done reading it, pass it over to your girlfriends. And after your girlfriends are done reading it, have them pass it on to the next person and to the next. Because this is such, such an important, important. Yeah, it's it's so important. Oh, I'm so touched. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. I love that you said that this is just as important as, you know, math and reading and I mean, that almost brought tears to my eyes because you're absolutely right. It is. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to be crying together. I think it affects everyone. And I don't think we, I feel like I can't say that enough. Inclusion is for everyone. It is not just for that child that has autism. And it is not just for those minorities, the minority class. You know, it is not that. The truth is that it affects every single one of us directly or indirectly, but it affects us. And I think that the way that we can succeed in English and math is by understanding one another and being able to feel supported in a school environment. And we're not going to be able to do that, and at home as well, but we're not going to be able to do that unless we can find a way to come together. And I just, I see it every day, and I see my son, and he's getting older, and I just want him to have a future where he will be accepted. And so that's really my why on why I push so hard for it because I I believe that we will all be better if we can find a little bit more of it in our life. And we 100% I'm sorry. Agree. We're in tears. <laughs> We're like falling apart here. Um, so I want to close the interview. This has been so amazing, and I hope that it's touched everyone as it's touched us. Um, you you uh, say um, on your website this beautiful quote that I just want to um, end with because it's so powerful. Um, okay, so I'm going to try to say this without falling apart. <laughs> you said, uh, with the cooperative and understanding foundation, I believe our students will not crumble from the pressure, but instead be supported by so many around them. I believe we will see a decrease in bullying, loneliness, suicide attempts, and an overall increase in all areas of academic and personal success. Keep hope alive. Spread inclusion today. 
Oh, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. Of course you you. made me blubber, which doesn't happen so often. So thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me, genuinely. And everyone, if you know of anyone who has a child with special needs, please take the time to just be patient with them. Don't judge another mother. Don't look at her like she doesn't know what she's doing. Just spread kindness, send her love, send her positive energy love, because that's what we need. We need that and um, just stay away from the judgment because your kids are picking up on it and this is why society has turned out the way it is because there's just so much judgment out there. So please be kind to that mother or that father who has a child with special needs, needs, excuse me, and just send them your love. And you don't, not even by talk, you don't have to talk, but just send that love energy their way. Thank you so much again, Catherine. Of course, thank you. Yes, spread inclusion, please. Just have those conversations with your kids. I think you guys have said it so beautifully. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again for joining us. And I hope we could do a part two and a part three um, because you're just, you've been a wonderful guest and I know you've been a a beacon of light in this, um, the darkness that, you know, we are in um, as a society. So uh, we all just, well, I would love to, I would love to come back anytime. Yeah. (laughs) If you could tell us um, how people can uh, follow you on social media, if you want to give them your Instagram and Facebook, please, that'd be wonderful. Completely. So you can find me at Inclusion Project. Um, Inclusion-project.com is my website. And then at Inclusion underscore project is my Instagram. And if you just type in Inclusion Project on Facebook, it should come right up as well. Wonderful. Thank you again for thank your time. Thank you again, Catherine. And um, we will talk to you soon. We wish you all the best. Everyone, thank of you Of course. So thank you. And send our love to Logan. Yes. Lots of Yes, lots of <laughs> I will. <laughs> And uh, our listeners, thank you so much for listening, and please share this with anyone who, who needs to hear it, because I think it's a very, very important topic that we all share need to Share it with sharing. everyone. Yes. Inclusion rules. Inclusion does <laughs> rules. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Bye. Bye.